next song we sang about how, you know, God never lets us down. And that's true. But it also uh, has to do with expectations. So we get let down when we have expectations or we, we thought that something should happen that didn't happen. So life in so many ways is, is, is an expectation game. And so the trick is to put our expectations in line with God's expectations. That's the journey that, that we're on. So God, God brings it back to simple things. He's like, if you have a spouse, you're blessed. If you have food, you're blessed. If you have work, you're blessed. If you have clothing, you're blessed. And so it, it alters your perspective in so many ways, right? When you start to align like your, your expectations for yourself and for life with God. And um, that's a powerful thing. And tonight I want to remind us how much God's taking care of us. Everyone, everyone here today, we had something to eat. Um, we had some, some hydration, we had some water, we had some clothing, we had, we had our family. So I just feel um, grateful I got to see Kinsley sing tonight. So awesome, so awesome. So God's good, and sometimes we look for we look for God in the big, you know, but actually the expectations are really just the small things. And so when we can adjust our expectations to what God has, that is where the real joy of life comes. We realize, well, it's my relationship with God, it's my relationship with my friends, with the people that are in my life. And then how do I use, you know, my relationships with God, my relationship How do I use my relationship with God, my relationship with my friends, to bless other people? It's a total mindset shift. And, and that that actually is part of our worship. The Bible talks about giving is interesting. Giving is actually reflective of worship, but it's reflective of Jesus because Jesus gave his life. So Jesus was trying to model, like, through the giving, through the sacrifice comes the ministry and the blessing to others. It's this really powerful, deep concept. So when we say that giving is part of worship, it's so deep. And, and really to understand it correctly is like actually it can't be worship without giving. Because Jesus gave his life. He gave who he was. So the Bible encourages us to do that, to be open-handed, to be generous. It also includes our the, the setting aside of the resources that we've been blessed with for the furtherment of the kingdom of God. So let me explain this idea to, to, to you because it's something we've tried to, I've always tried to practice in my life, but I also want you to understand how we've practiced it in ocean water. And in my life, I've always... Ever since I found my faith, I've, I've always set aside part of the first part of my income to give to the to, to the kingdom of God. I always did that from when I was just starting out. Sometimes we learn that lesson later, but I always operated by that. I can't say 
that not only have my needs always been met, but God's always given me the joy of being able to see other people like blessed in, in ministry. And also, um, here at Ocean Water, we have, we have from the beginning, you know, this, this started, I always go back to this, but it started as a, as a guys group with myself and, and Adam and Ivan and Mike comes now and the, the core the core of our ocean water was always this guys group. It's still the same guys group. Group of men that like let's read the Bible, let's try to do what it says. And out of that a lot of good has come. And I want to explain to you like how God has used that. Mitch came to our guys group. Mitch felt called to be a pastor. Mitch is now in another country and just so you know, I pray with Mitch. Hi, Mitch. He watches every week. That's why we do this, by the way. Uh, we're not trying to, like, beat big time. Like, I don't care about that. We actually have some Papos watching tonight in El Salvador because it feeds him. Mitch is watching tonight in Argentina because it feeds him. Who are those people? Those are people that God brought that we had a relationship with that actually went other places to start a church. Really powerful. So Mitch has, and I want to brag on those guys just for a second, because Mitch has like eight, eight guys now. He's been down there for like I don't know a month. He's got like eight guys in the Bible study. Sipapo, like a few weeks ago, had uh, about thirty people at his house for church. Amazing. Brad, who came here, like I pointed Brad out last week, he has like forty people at a coffee shop, like a church in, in a coffee shop. So what, what I, what, why do I brag on those guys? Because when you give, when we talk about giving, you know, like a finance, we talk about tithing, I want you to know what you're giving towards. We're trying to um, raise up leaders to plant more churches because I believe in guys like Steve and these guys, in addition to what God's doing here, you know, we, we and, and I'll say this like we have been we've been very, I want to brag on you guys we have been very generous this this 20 people here tonight this church has already given a bunch of money to Mitch to help him start his church and I'm proud of that that's that's open-handed that's awesome the same thing with some popo with our water system and other things we've done down there, I think we've invested over $20,000 already down there. And that's awesome. Adam, I brag on Adam, but Adam reached out to a friend of his, and a friend of his purchased our water system for Indonesia. That's exciting. That is total generosity when you're talking about that. So I just want you to catch some of the spirit of what we do and kind of why we do it and align your giving to that sense of worship. God, I want to give so we can see other people raised up, see other people being leaders. And, you know, because I believe that if, if you're open-handed and you give, then God will always put stuff in your hand. You see, you understand? Sometimes we miss that. You see, if we're open-handed and, and we're giving, God will always make sure you have. Always. So I want you to think about your worship tonight. There's a place to do it. We keep redirecting our resources to be a blessing to help plant churches, to encourage younger leaders. 
and we're going to keep doing that. And um, it, if you want giving to be a part of your worship tonight, you can do it on Venmo, you can do it on our website. You can tithe there. We take that very seriously. We're excited about it. Um, I was going to pray for the kids, but I think they already screwed next door. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Still here. Yeah, what's that? Yeah. I'm still here. You are still here. <laughs> so, uh, I just want to pray for tonight, and then Adam's going to teach us uh, the next part of Acts. So, can we pray? And um, let's get started tonight. Lord, thank you. Um, thank you for Adam. Can we pray for Adam? Yeah, Father, we just thank you for Adam, God. We thank you for um, his heart, his love. Um, we thank you for Sir Coffee. And we're just excited for um, Adam to teach us tonight. Would you speak to him and through him, Father, as he uh, delivers your word, Lord? We just ask that you would remove anything that's not uh, of you and that you would just glorify yourself in him, Father, that you would just shine so bright through Adam tonight, Lord. We just bless you. We bless him through you. We're just excited for uh, all that's going to happen in the world that's going to come, Lord. Allow us to open our ears, open our hearts, and open our minds to hear, to understand, to perceive the, the uh, what you have to speak to us through your word, Jesus. So we just thank you for Adam. Thank you for his leadership. And we just thank you in general for for this place and this time. And we just want to praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and, uh, and just kind of showing, you know, that 
that he is who he, who he was, and that he made himself basically real again. You know, the demands, and Jesus basically demands, you know, his followers not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. And that's where basically, uh, yeah, verse 1 through verse 11, that's when Jesus basically, he ascends, he ascends to heaven. You know, and that's where he had to do it, you know, and he could have done it in any way, like many, any way, many ways possible, but he wanted to do it in front of, you know, in front of the, in front of his followers, in front of his disciples, so they actually could see. Because maybe in their morning, the first time when he died, he came back to life. You know, he came back in that in that sense. But they wanted, to, he wanted to show them that, hey, this is like, this is going to be the final time. You know, so that time was the time. That's what that These are my cousins. Oh, awesome! My cousins. Very wonderful. <laughs> so basically, that was what he was doing. So basically, we started off. Ryan, Ryan ended up on verse 1 through 11. I'm going to pick up on verse 12. So basically, verse 12 starts with the followers of Jesus and the return to Jerusalem. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were all where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. These these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the woman and Mary and the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. So there's a critical decision the disciples have to make here. And and basically, they have to go back to Jerusalem and wait. And what they're waiting for, they're waiting, they're waiting basically for the Holy Spirit. And uh, a lot of that comes with just that trust, you know, trusting, trusting in, trusting in the Lord. And when they returned to Jerusalem, you know, that was that was that took like a lot of obedience, basically. And uh, basically, in Acts. In Acts one, that's what they had to do. They had to, they had to, they had to forget the sermon right after they heard it, and they actually had to do what Jesus told them to do, even though he was no longer physically like present with them, you know. And then so they left basically on a Sabbath. It was a Sabbath day, a Sabbath day journey, and that basically the Mount of Olives was just just right out, out right outside of ancient Jerusalem. And this describes basically it was basically like a short distance they had to travel to get to to get over there. And when they entered, they basically went up into the upper room. When they got to, they went up to the upper room. And uh, in Acts one, basically uh, verse fifteen, it tells us that there was about one hundred and twenty people present in the room at that time. And this included eleven disciples, the twelve like minus Judas, because we all know what happened. Along with Mary, who was the mother of Jesus, uh, the brothers of Jesus, uh, James and Jude, and the women who followed Jesus, and many others. It's funny because uh, the brothers of Jesus were actually there too. And a lot of other times, I think throughout Jesus' life, they didn't really believe that he was that he was the Son of God and, and Jesus, you know. And uh, and uh, and then after his resurrection, they they realized they're like, man. 
you are who you say you are. And and that would probably be hard for me probably growing up too if my brother told me throughout growing up that he was that he was that he was God. <laughs> I don't really know how I would take it right away, you know. A lot of most of the times I always was like, Adam, clean the garage. <laughs>
and uh, like any like divide and conquer. If you're going to take over in, in other countries, it's, it's that's the same thing as well. You want them to you want them to disagree everything, whether it's politics, whether it's religion, whether it's whether it's you know uh, abortion, whether it's whether it's vaccines or just make them just disagree. You know, and, and have that that disagreeingness is is what pulls away from unity. And when they're here, they're all in unity. They're all in the same accord. They're all in the same minds. They're all praying in supplication and in desperation. And that's what was like. That's what. That's what the power of it all comes comes together. Um, so, basically, that kind of leads us into uh, verse verse sixteen, and in or verse fifteen to twenty. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Altogether, the number of the names was about 120. And said, Men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke before, spoke before, spoke before by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered with us and obtained a part in this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the wages of iniquity, and failing and falling head headlong, he burst open in the middle. And all his entrails gushed out, and it became known to all those dwellings in Jerusalem. So that field is called, in their own language, Akeldama. That is the field of blood, which is, I still think today it's named blood over there. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his dwelling's place be desolate, and let no one live in it. And let another take his office. So basically at this time, Peter, this is where... We see like a wisdom of Peter uh, that we haven't really seen before, you know. And Judas didn't, uh, and basically Peter's basically explaining that Judas didn't spoil God's plan. You know, that was all, what happened with, with what happened with Judas. All that ha that had to happen in order for God's plan to be fulfilled. And uh, and uh, and here Peter took it and basically. By taking that natural leadership leadership role, uh, he basically we basically see it in the first time in the in the Bible that that Peter is, is quoting actually scripture. You know, so uh, why why God wanted them to choose another disciple to officially replace Judas. You know that that was a, that was a question, you know, and uh, and and I know they they needed twelve disciples again, and basically, what from what I, my understanding is, God wanted twelve disciples, and they, and the devil is a sneaky guy, you know, and he's always trying to sneak his way in, and and, and winning the battle, he felt he thought that if I could steal Judas from you, and then I know God wants to have twelve disciples, and now he only has eleven because one of them ended up being like a traitor is is his is is everything going to be fulfilled like he said maybe that satan thinks maybe he won them because you said there's going to be 12 ha i got you to only 11 and look now i win you know and so they're like no we're not going to let that happen we're going to fulfill that seat you know so basically uh it is written for the first time in the bible like i said that Pe that peter is quoting scripture and then uh and then God wanted them to choose another disciple to officially replace Judas. So they will have 12 disciples once again. And then this is, there's this, and this is what's going, this is what they were going to do. Out of 120 people, how do you choose which is going to be like the next disciple? 
you know. So they had to choose basically off of these qualifications. They they basically chose two, and uh, and uh, the qual one of the basically the qualifications that was in first uh, in twenty one and twenty two. So I'm gonna read that really fast. So basically, the qualifications are stated, and two men are nominated. So therefore, of these two men, of these men, we have a comp who accompanied who have accompanied us all the time, and that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of, baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us. One of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And they proposed two. Joseph called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justus, and Matthias. Or Matthias. Is it Matthias or Matthias?
You know, sometimes I just like the simplest things, driving down the street, oh, I missed the rhythm, why am I late for club, late, all these things, and why is this happening to me? But then you realize that the reason why I stopped, and then there's a semi, and like, man, if I would have drove through, I mean, everything happened for a reason, I would have been on the receiving end of that truck, you know, so God's timing is God's timing, and everything happens for a reason, and, and so Paul knew, he was like, yeah, the locks didn't fall on me, but they flew on Matthias, and but everything happens for a reason, and my time will be when God has me ready for basically for my time. And uh, so, uh, so they didn't want to leave, and they didn't want to leave that spot vacant either, like I said, because they wanted to have all the 12 of those spots filled. They didn't want Satan to feel like he wanted. You know, I took away one of your guys, and there's only 11. Look, God, you wanted 12, and I got you 11. It's like, no, we're going we're gonna to fill it. We're not going to let Satan fulfill that thing. And, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it. So uh, you know, so basically, Matthias was numbered with uh, with uh, the other eleven apostles. And basically, when it's all said and done, if we kind of made our all of our big decisions the way the disciples did, uh, we would we probably wouldn't be making any wrong decisions, you know, because the disciples. The disciples, they obeyed. The disciples were in unity and fellowship. The disciples were in the scriptures. The disciples wanted to do God's will. The disciples wanted to uh, use sanctified common sense. They did what Jesus did. And, and, and they did what they could to rely. They did what they could to rely on God. You know, because at that time, everything was... You know, you, you, you just had to do what you could do to rely on God. You know, so I think when it's all said and done, there's three important steps in basically making real godly decisions. And and that's being obedient, which is follow, following God's rules. It's uh, having good fellowship, which is, you know, surrounding yourself by like-minded individuals and, and Christians and, and people with good, good values. And also, and pray to God. Pray to God daily. Ask God questions. And, and just live your life around those values. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think that was, a, uh, Acts 1 was a, was a real, was a real eye-opening for a lot of people. You know, and a lot of people had to, had to see that in order to, like Jesus' brothers, in order to, to really believe and um, and then and then replacing Judas with the twelve apostles was very important, you know, because we had to we didn't want the devil to win, and we wanted we wanted to make sure that that we were fulfilling God's destiny. So if I did it all wrong, I totally apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was great, thank you. Um, and I liked, I liked what you said about how to make good decisions, how to make good choices. Who wants to make good choices? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm trying every day. Yeah. Um, so that was really good. Uh, so I just wanted to remind us that. Um, so I taught uh, last week. Adam taught tonight. Next week. Julie, just put your hand up for any new people. Julie's going to teach. Yeah, so really excited about that. Um, 
recently, um, so Aubrey and I, this past week, we both got guitars. Just uh, kind of looking, yeah, Steve's like, oh, sick. I'm like, dude, come on. Um, and uh, so part of that is uh, just trying to find something fun to bond and fill the house with something beautiful. Um, so it's been fun. We've been, we've been kind of getting into it. I've been playing a little bit, and really it's fun. Part of having a guitar is that you have to tune it. Because <laughs> you could be told, you could just be out of tune. So just because you're like playing music doesn't mean that you're like in tune. So I think a lot of times our lives can be that way, you know. So we just want to get like right in into into God. And so what I do every day is I just say, Hey God, help me to be in tune with you. you know, so what I want to do right now is just take a moment to pray. Let's just say. All God looks for when you pray is sincerity. It's not like a formula. It's not like, did you pray this prayer correctly? All that, it's sincerity. God just looks for a sincere heart. So what I want us to pray right now, hey, God, help me to be like in tune with you. Cool. Let's pray that together. Right? So, Lord, thank you for um, just a beautiful night. Thanks for um, what Adam shared. Awesome. Thanks for the book of Acts that we are getting to go through. Thanks for thank you in advance for what Julie's going to share next week. I'm excited to hear her speak. Um, she has so much, so much to say. It's really awesome. Um, and we pray your blessing on her as she teaches next week. And God, we just pray right now that we would just be in tune with you. Um, just in tune with you. So right now, as sincerely as we can pray. Help us to be in tune with you and what you're doing in our lives. And um, we just thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, one, of the things that, one of the things that we do on Tuesday nights, so like the reason why, and, and again, I just want to explain this, but the reason why we kind of finish the teaching at 7.30 is because um, my wife leads like little sharks, and sometimes they're like little goldfish, but sometimes they're actually act like little sharks. And so we want to make sure, in a good way, we, we like kids, by the way. It's, it's a good thing. But um, we, we ended at 7.30 because like we want to be in the habit of sometimes, you know, work tomorrow, also school, even though it's summer. But so if you have kids, Get the next door. Having said that, we also like to sing some more too. So if you want to stick around, um, Steve always leads us in some more songs. So however you roll the rest of the night, we love you. Okay, it's fun. Steve's going to sing us some more. So awesome. <coughs>
we've, we've grown in size.